0: Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Right now, join T Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today.
2: Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel, balances due. Well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply.
3: LeBron James reminds me a little bit now of a pitcher post-Tommy John surgery is that LeBron James is 31, Uh, he doesn't dunk as much, you're not going to get a 45-point night from him. Those days are over. He's a human being. In the end, we're seeing the LeBron that is 31, is not going to chase you down and block from behind, is not going to slam dunk as much, or with the the volume he did. He is no longer an A-plus scorer and an A-plus defender and an A-plus this, that, and everything. He is really A minus to B plus at everything. We're not nameless,
2: we're not we for
4: What's better than this? Guys, being we here on the GraphQL podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting in the FRS Network, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder, and director of scouting with NDT Scouting, and also with the FRS Network, back to talk about our defensive selections for the player that we would choose at each position. If we could have any active player to start a franchise, we're going to go defensive end, interior defensive line, rush linebacker, linebacker, corner safety. Uh, But
3: before we do, welcome to the show, Kyle, on this fine Friday. Oh, thank you so much. It's uh, another weekend is upon us. It's raining for the 12th straight day here in Philadelphia. So really enjoying some more wet weather. Thanks a lot, Mother Nature. Uh, Is it supposed to be April showers? Not May showers? Did I get that wrong? I thought it was always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Unscripted, that's probably the peak of the show You guys can turn it off right now You probably won't miss anything better than that So, kudos to you, Joe That was nice Kyle, we promised
4: the people We would come back today With our idea What we would do Coming out of the limo If we were contestants On the Bachelorette We're obviously doing this in honor of Mike Grenner, PFF Mike Go Mike who has uh, been very brave to be a contestant on The Bachelorette. He got a rose week one. We'll see what happens week two. And he had probably the worst idea I've ever seen or ever could have imagined <laughs> coming out of that limo with the, with the cutout of The Bachelorette's ex fiance with some type of buzz line about how he wanted to see her, to see her happy. I, 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 it was bad.
3: Listen, I get the thought process. Yeah. Right? Like, he deserves to pay for his sins for being a jackass by seeing her happy in a room full of other men that would love to be with her. Right. That's the pitch. Yeah. Is the cardboard a little bold? I didn't hate it as much as I was surprised that he, the cardboard cutout remained in the room for the entire night. I don't know if you caught that.
4: Yeah, so it did, it did give him <laughs> some type of, like, thing to remember. He, she's introduced to 28 men in a row. Yes. And there's something about him. Now, he didn't dress up as a chicken like the it's one true. guy. Obviously, it's no true. one's forgetting that guy. He did something to create an impression, something to remember him by, set him apart, and so if that was the goal, he did that.
3: Now, Jill, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the guy dressed up like a chicken, because the whole catalyst here is our entrances. And I want to know, before I tell you mine, which is outstanding, I want to know what your bachelorette entrance is.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so as I anticipated, I thought about this a lot over the last, I guess, probably 40, 48 hours, something like that, since we last recorded this podcast. And I got to be honest with you, my idea is not great. And I'm admitting that right off the bat, but here's my approach to the, if I were a contestant on the Bachelorette, my entire approach would be to see, you know, if this would work. I wouldn't go there for like any reason, like to win. I wouldn't be about winning. I wouldn't be there for like trying to build my brand or my personality or for, to be a launching point, you know, for other opportunities. It would be there. I would be there 100% for the right reasons to see if that woman could be my wife. And so with that said, I would have to be myself. You know, I can't go in there and be all, you know, bells and whistles, something that I'm not. So I would hit her with a very, very basic, you know, very, you know, bubbly, excited, you know, introduction. Hey, it's nice to meet you. I'm Joe. Really looking forward to seeing if we can connect. And I'm glad you're here, or something something really terrible and boring like that. But that's a little bit more along the lines of who I am. You know, I'm not gonna go out there and be something I'm not to try to you know create a buzz or get this interest around me because, look, I, I'm in it for the right reasons. I'm in it for the for the idea of finding my wife, and I can't be somebody I'm not because that's not gonna work long term. So I know that was terrible. It was uninspiring, but that's what I would have to do is be true to myself.
3: Folks, saddle up. Kyle's here to save this segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, I too would like to stay true to myself, which is be sarcastic, humorous, and make an, uh, a dad joke. So, I'm getting out of the limo. I'm all dressed up and spazzed up. And uh walk up to this lovely young lady, and I pull out of my pocket a bottle of Elmer's glue. Okay? Ooh. <laughs> and I say... It's a pleasure to meet you. So excited to get to know you. So excited I'm here. You look lovely this evening. I just have one question. What's the difference? And, Joe, you are going to play The Bachelorette right now, okay?
4: Okay. All right. Wow, you are very handsome. Good. Nice to meet you. Kyle. Thank
3: you, Joe. It's, you look stunning this evening. I'm so excited <laughs> to get to know you. But I just have one question. What's the difference between a piano, a tuna, and this bottle of glue? Uh, I, Kyle. I have no idea. You can tune a piano, but you can't piano tuna. What's that got to do with the glue? I knew you'd get stuck on that. Boom! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, no! oh, you jackass! Oh,
4: I'm standing. I stood up out of my chair, Kyle. Yes. Oh man! I walked. Yes! I, walked, I, walked right, I walked right into that.
3: Tell me that's not a great intro.
4: Yeah, it's great. It's great. I hadn't heard that. I was sitting there like, oh, my God, I know that we're recording. Like, I don't want to mess this up. Like, I have no idea what the glue had to do with it. <laughs> and then I walked right into it, craps, walked right into it.
3: That's a great lead in. That lady's – net and I'm going to give her the bottle of glue, and I'm going to give her a peck on the cheek, and I'm walking away. I'm not saying another word. I'm just dropping the mic.
4: And then she goes and gets the first impression, Rose, and you're in. And she and, glued
3: and gl- my zoo coat.
4: Oh, my God. It's perfect. And I've, I've got my tail between my legs. You know, look. Look, I, hey, look. Very impressive, Kyle. I, you win the segment. I'm going to take the L. I'm taking the L right now. Outstanding job.
3: Now, I'm glad that you gave that to me because we do have a new segment on this show, uh, which is Kyle's complaint of the day. I do have something that's ground my gear since the last time we recorded Draft Dudes. Joe, where you live... Do you guys have self-checkout at the grocery store? Yeah, we do. Is there nothing worse than getting your handful of items at the grocery store and assuming you can go to the self-checkout aisle to quickly and promptly check yourself out, only to have some bumbling buffoon who's probably never used a self-checkout before in their life standing there, same thing four times over? And now, all of a sudden, what was supposed to be a quick and dirty trip to the grocery store stands into you standing there with your hands in your pockets, watching some moron try to figure out how to put a dollar bill into the machine to pay for their food.
4: Uh, now Kyle, I, I, look, I think part of any intelligent shopper's checkout strategy is evaluating all of it, right? No. You're, 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 you know, look, you're eyeing down the aisles. You're seeing which cashiers are getting people in and out. You're seeing where the openings are. You go to the self-checkout if, if there's openings. But you can't get in the line at the self-checkout. If you're getting in the line, you got to get in the line with the cashier because you don't know what you're getting into, man. I've seen it too many times. People are getting up there with broccoli, have no idea how to get that rung you're up. You're proving my point.
3: You're proving my Well, plan. that's
4: what I'm saying. You only go to the self checkout if there's an open uh, what module. Listen, you,
3: there you should be a, a there should be a permit or a license to use self checkout. You <laughs> you should have to take a test and prove that you are competent to take, to use self checkout.
4: Have you heard Bill Burr's rant on self checkout? He's
3: completely against it. I have not, but I'm. Is, is it something to do with? Is that the one where he talks about going and ordering a sandwich?
4: Yeah, same thing. He's yes. like, you, know, you make 100% of the sandwich, I pay for 100 of the sandwich. Yes. I'm not putting my own condiments on there. You're putting the mayonnaise, and it's the same type of thing. Look, I don't work here. I don't work in the grocery store. I'm not I'm not going to ring myself out. I'm. That's why the employees are here. So I, I, I kind of subscribe to that to an extent. However, if there's an opening in the self-checkout, I'll take the opening, but I'm not chancing getting behind somebody that doesn't have a clue what they're doing.
3: I've won too many unpleasant conversations with cashiers to want to engage with a cashier at the grocery store.
4: I'll take my chances because I I can give someone the cold shoulder and move on. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I I know what you're saying. I get that. I respect it. But I will not engage back. I'll look at my phone. I'll take a phone call that I really didn't get. I've
3: become a master at avoiding conversations. I'm glad I'm not the only one that has faked phone calls to avoid conversations (laughs) in public. This is talk, great. Minds think alike here. Go you know, back to back strong segments here. We haven't even talked football yet. Yeah, th- should we talk? Do we want to talk football? I, mean, or I a bitch a little bit. You know, either I, way, it's fine with me. If we didn't have such a
4: great concept, I, I would say we're done. <laughs> you know, but I also I have a hot. So look, we did this this the offensive version of this on Wednesday. So go back and listen to that show if you didn't already. Shame on you. What's the deal? Like, why haven't you listened to Wednesdays yet? But if you're, if you're listening to these auto sequence, go back and listen to Wednesday. Get an idea of what we're doing here, because today we're talking defense. And I have a hot take that I said to you in the pre-show. We're doing six positions. Kyle, I don't think we're going to have the same player picked at any one of those. We're going to have 12 different names brought to the table here.
3: I strongly disagree with that. I think we're right. going to have a couple, couple overlaps here. I think going we're going to have uh, two overlaps is my guess. Okay. What positions? Uh, defense base end, and okay. and middle linebacker.
4: Okay, I, I think our best chance for a match is defensive end, base end. I will say that we do not have the same
3: linebacker. Okay, then let's roll tide. Let's do this damn thing. All right, you have honors. Okay, so we're going to talk base end first. So if I'm surveying base end, this is a guy that you know, could play in a 4-3, could play in a 3-4, uh, I'm going to go with a guy – who plays multiple up front, is young, and has terrific production despite being an early draft selection just a couple years ago. Uh, Joe, fittingly, I'm going with Joe Wee Bosa, Los Angeles Chargers, as my choice. For base end, because he gives you pass rush productivity. He is extremely stout because of the hands that he illustrates, ability to to jolt blockers and set gaps and control gaps in one-on-one situations. His fluidity as a pass rusher and ability to parlay hands and string counter moves together for his height and weight is just terrific. No, he's not the most bendy guy, but he's incredibly difficult to lend punches on. And for that reason, Bosa would be my pick.
4: Yeah, Bosa's my pick, Kyle. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> yeah, Bosa's my pick here for defensive end. I thought I thought you were gonna go elsewhere on this. Where did you think um, I was
3: gonna go? You know what?
4: I, so the dynamic shifted once we got on the on the pre-show. We we actually added this position. Um, we separated rush linebacker and defensive end, and so. Uh, when as soon as we we added it, I thought ah I think we're both going to go bosa uh, and that's because he's the right choice I, I mean you, you really did a great job of summarizing his skill set the hand work uh, how how outstanding he is at softening rush angles he plays the run beautifully he's relentless I, I mean it, tech he's technically refined and powerful and uh, he he's a, a terrific pass rusher run defender he's complete as you get as a defensive end and he's my pick Good stuff. Kyle, we're moving on the interior, interior defensive line. Let's do it. And yeah, I, I'm going with Aaron Donald. This is uh, he—he's so impressive. I, I mean, he—he's just not blockable, right? I mean, his blend of quickness, technique, power, length for an interior player—it's—it's it's too much. It's too much for these interior offensive linemen to handle. He's—he's he's explosive getting up the field. You know, he can really a- attack gaps. He can stack. I mean, there's literally nothing he can do. He's so explosive, and I love that he's now proven himself to be a scheme transcendent player, you know, working from Jeff Fisher's more 4-3 type defense and now into Wade Phillips, more 3-4 style uh, defense. You know, it doesn't matter. He's that good. It doesn't matter where you play him. Get him on the football field. He makes plays. He's one of the most disruptive interior defensive linemen
3: I've ever seen. Well, this uh, hot take of yours has certainly fizzled because my choice is also Aaron Donald. I think Donald. Um, I just can't wait to see what he does playing next to Sue this year. You know, oh, oh my god, this has the potential to just you know it might not even matter that they they have you know very little experience and depth at at defensive end positions and their rush linebackers uh, might not matter because you got Sue and Donald playing next to one another. Uh, Sue over the course of the last couple of years, uh, not a true nose. But he is very experienced at, at taking on more than one blocker simultaneously. And the prospect of putting those guys in A-gaps next to one another on, on rush situations and letting them both off the leash, I think it's really going to let us see the absolute best of Aaron Donald this year, which I cannot wait for. Superb athlete, extremely disruptive, nose for the football as far as navigating the pocket and, and strong angles to the ball at the line of scrimmage I think that's a really underrated part of his game Uh, so I'm right there with you two for two Aaron Donald's my pick if I'm going with an interior defensive lineman
1: right now join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone tablet or TV plus buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today
2: Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply.
4: Speaking of this Sue Donald interior defensive line tandem, uh, my uh, my personal QB1, Josh Rose and everybody should know about my man crush on him. Arizona Cardinals, they play week two. Cardinals Rams and so I'm gonna go ahead and, and need for need Sam Bradford to be the sacrificial lamb to get through that game and then Rosen can get
3: his career on track starting in week three that sounds am, that <laughs> sounds like a good plan to me too yeah <laughs> I, I'm in for that I am nervous for his life that game that, <laughs> that Cardinals interior offensive line
4: all right we've got uh, we got rush linebacker next yes I know this this guy he's kind of played more as a 4-3 defensive man but uh, look he's gonna be my choice here Khalil Mack Oakland Raiders is my rush linebacker. Uh, three seasons of in a row of at least 10 and a half sacks. He forces fumbles. He, he's explosive. He's really shown a lot of variety in the way that he gets after the passer. If you watch the, a lot of All-22, which I've done particularly with Mac, he commands so much attention from opposing offenses. They're committing two, three guys to him on nearly every single play, and he's still a playmaking presence. And it's it's been especially pertinent you know, impressive to watch Mac and see the inconsistency that they've had throughout the rest of their defensive line. So there are times where he's where he needs to be, but no one else has their gap integrity or their rush lanes maintained, and he he's not able to make plays that he should just because his teammates are so bad. But he's still productive. It's a lot like uh, uh, the Florida defensive tackle this year, Taven Bryant, where this guy's make, making disruptive you know he's disruptive, but nobody else is in their gap or in their rush lane, and so it really robs him of production. You see the same thing with Mack in the NFL, but he still makes plays, and I think he's he's just a special football player. And uh, for me, I, I mean, I thought about Von Miller, uh, but I went with Mack.
3: And and Von Miller's my pick for a rush linebacker. Uh, certainly a hard decision, and uh, Khalil Mack was one of the is still one of the top five uh, best draft evals I've given out since 2014, the first year that I started working with NET Scouting. But uh, Vaughn, man, when he's on, he's damn near unstoppable. And uh, he had the one down year in 2013 when he played in nine games. Uh, but since his rookie year, uh, he's played in all 16 games five times in six years. He's logged 83.5 sacks through the age of 28. Uh, no signs of showing down. I think this is one of the best pass rushers we've seen in recent history. And at 6'3", 250, he's got some versatility. He can play off the ball and chase if you need him to. Uh, But you want him playing forward. You want him as a rush player and let him use his speed and his ability to drop the inside shoulder and turn the corner. And I think that's one area that kind of differentiates him from Khalil Mack for me as far as if I'm looking for that choice, I want the guy that has – the elite speed and ability to drop the inside shoulder, but also has the ability to use his hands and, and complement where Khalil's a little bit more of a beat you up at the point of attack, almost like what Joey Bosa does so well, right? So if I'm taking, then comparing and contrasting the two and why I'm taking Von Miller, uh, if I'm taking Joey Bosa as my base end, I don't want to get too redundant. I want to have a little bit of versatility with my pass rushers and my blue chip players, so that's why I'd go with Von Miller. Uh, how about this AFC West? I mean yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> hey, goodness, th- this and doesn't even talk about, like, Justin Houston. Right,
4: or Chris Jones. Yep. Or Bradley Chubb is now in that division. Bradley <laughs> Chubb
3: there now. I mean, with you better get body. yourself
4: some offensive tackles out, out west boy. in the hey, AFC. Hey, band. Oakland
3: went out and drafted Colt Miller in the first round. Is that yeah, what you I mean. had in mind?
4: Uh, yeah, rest
3: in peace. Rest in peace, there, Carr. Oh, boy. You're up first on linebacker. I am. I am. So, middle linebacker, off ball linebacker. I'm going to go with a middle linebacker. Joe is convinced we do not have the same name here. I, I,
4: I, and I still believe it. We don't have the same I, name. I
3: feel good about this. Okay. Baltimore Ravens inside linebacker CJ Mosley is my pick. CJ quietly, eight interceptions. You go back and think about Mosley coming out of Alabama, and the knock on him was he was a tackle machine, but he didn't make a lot of splash plays on defense. Well, CJ's very quietly turned into a really strong pass defender in addition to playing the run. And uh, one of the best young linebackers in the game. He just got re-upped on a contract, if my memory serves me correctly. And uh, uh, CJ Mosley has been nothing but a plug-and-play stalwart for the Baltimore Ravens since they drafted him 17th overall. That's my guy.
4: Uh, So we don't have the same guy. And I was thinking... I was thinking, Kyle, you were going to go with Luke
3: and, and you The head inji- injuries yeah. are too much for me to bet on at this point in his career.
4: Same thing with me. Same thing with you. So it, when I was thinking this, I was thinking that you were going to think we were both going to go Keekley, and I was going to say, well, the head injuries. And so, look, I didn't pick Kuechly. I, 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 if he's healthy. It's unquestionably Luke Keekley is the pick here. But just the head stuff worries me long term. I'm starting a franchise. And give me Bobby Wagner, linebacker. Yeah, Seattle that's a good call. Seahawks. Uh, That dude's explosive. He's a missile, man. You know you know me and my linebackers, I love guys that can get out in space and move and, and win outside the tackles and, and guys that are goers, man. Process it quick and go. And my goodness, if you see Bobby Wagner play football, that's what you see. He wins in coverage. Uh, he's a guy that can make plays on the football. And he sees it quick, and he's big. I mean, he's six foot, six foot two, forty five, twenty seven years old. Same age as Geekly, I just don't have any head injuries with Bobby Wagner and CJ Mosley is a good pick. I thought about him, and, and, and you know, when I was going through the names, but uh, I, I think that I just think there's just a little bit more in Wagner. But I mean, my goodness, you're not. I mean, we're talking about the best players in
3: the game. Yeah, we're we're splitting <laughs> hairs here if we're talking Bobby <laughs> Wagner and CJ Mosley and Luke Keekley. You r-
4: really are. Really are, but I just there is something about watching that Seahawks defense and seeing Wagner fly around and seeing it so quick and clean and getting after plays, man. I, I, I Bobby Wagner for me. I will, uh, I will get us going here on the cornerback discussion. That I think there's, I think there's some interesting names here. And uh, this was the toughest as, one for me. Was it? Okay. Well, I yeah. think I, I got it down to two names. And and as hard as this is for me, because, you know, he made the game clinching interception against the bills in the playoffs is shalen ramsey Uh, i mean he's he's so physically gifted and that translates into outstanding coverage skills he's just hard to complete passes on he's so sticky he's so physical he's so good at the catch point he's got ball skills he can play in any technique he shadows opposing teams number one wide receivers and shuts them down i mean he's the next Deion sanders and there's some strong players out there. There's some strong other choices. And, I, and I'm really interested to hear your answer. But if, if you put them all in, in the pool and say, I get
3: one, give me Jalen Ramsey. Uh, my choice is also Jalen Ramsey. Oh! Yeah. Do you? I'm old enough to remember when Jalen Ramsey had to play safety. Do you remember this? Uh, yeah, it couldn't have been me. This it wasn't is, my thing. Holy cow, one of the worst draft narratives that developed prior to this 2016 NFL draft, was that Jalen Ramsey was, I guess, not technically refined enough to play corner? Was that the concern? Nonsense. It was nonsense. I mean, the dude's 6'1", 208. He's played in 32 career games in the regular season. Joe, he has 31 passes defensed in 32 games, in addition to six interceptions, an interception in the playoffs, and just checks every single box. He said he's the next Deion Sanders, but I'd I'd give him the edge over Dion for the fact that he tackles. Tack, he's yeah, extremely yeah. physical as a tackler. And you know, he he's got hundred and seven total tackles. Uh that's solo tackles through two seasons and thirty two games in the regular season. So six interceptions, thirty one passes defensed, hundred and seven Solo tackles in 32 games for Jalen Ramsey, uh, who took a big jump. He started rough first six or seven weeks of his rookie season. Was not great. And then he came on really strong. I think he broke up uh, 12 of his 14 passes in the last eight games of 2016 and then was just a stud this year. Absolute stud. Fiery, uh, heartbeat of the defense in the secondary, in a defense that's got a ton of really gifted, talented players, uh, great athletes. They really get after you. They're physical, and he's a tone setter. And for all those reasons, Jalen Ramsey's a home run pick if you're taking any corner in the game to start your franchise with right now.
4: Did you think about Marshawn Lattimore? Because that was the guy I was thinking about, but the hamstring stuff. I know he didn't
3: really deal with it in his rookie season, but it was a big problem at Ohio State. Yeah, you know, I thought about, Marshawn Lattimore, and I also thought about William Jackson from Cincinnati. That was one I I gave a real long, hard look to because that was a top 12 player for me in that draft class when William Jackson came out. Very, very, very good football player. And um, if you look at some of the advanced statistics as far as when he was targeted last season, uh, he was one of the best cornerbacks in football very quietly. And I think he had... I mean, he he did have two matchups against Antonio Brown. I think he gave up two catches in one on one coverage against Antonio Brown last year. So I I think that's a really promising start for William Jackson, who missed his rookie season with injury. So now come back and do it again. And now let's let's throw William Jackson in this conversation of best young corners in the game of football.
4: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, John Ledger, I know he's very familiar with the AFC North, and he said multiple times that nobody's played Antonio Brown as tough as William Jackson has.
3: Yeah. And I respect that. I I value that a lot. Joe, let's talk safeties. This was an interesting one for me too, because I think you have an interesting combination of, of candidates. You got some young guys that have come through in recent years. Uh, but for me, I'm going to go a little bit more seasoned vet here. Uh, this is a player that had been linked to some trade conversations throughout the course of last year. Uh, Six-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, Earl Thomas, Seattle Seahawks, the lone remaining player from the Legion of Boom, it seems like. If that's not legit, the only one still left in Seattle. Uh, Earl has had some dings over the last two years. He's missed uh, seven games over the last two seasons, but prior to that, he had not missed a game in his first six seasons in the NFL. Uh Obviously he's he's twenty nine years old, so his physical upside is not always going to be at the peak that it once was when he was twenty five years old when, when Seattle is winning Super Bowls, but at the same time, I think Earl is one of the few players in the NFL right now that you can feel really, really good about leaving on that island all alone on the back end. And I think that has a ton of value if you have a really reliable guy. That you can trust to lock in a man-to-man coverage, or uh, when you go man-to-man coverage underneath, and he can be that guy behind that as the single high safety in that last line of defense.
4: Kyle, uh, I think Earl Smith or Earl <laughs> Earl Thomas, excuse me, that was a Freudian slip there. Uh, Earl Thomas is the pick. If you asked me this question last year, yeah, but I think I think Harrison Smith has really made his kid. case. Yeah, I, he's he's outstanding. I I agree with you that Thomas probably gives you a bit more than Smith in single high, but if I you know split zones cover two, playing up you know lining up in man on on tight ends tackling, I mean Smith is just exceptional across the board. I mean he he wins in every technique, and uh, you know he's he's really turning into a bit of a ball hawk. Five interceptions, twelve uh, pass breakups last year, and. You know, I, I think the safeties are so important in today's NFL with how offenses spread you out. And, you know, you got to be able to, to be a quick processor and you need to be able to click and close and, and, and really anticipate routes. And, you know, I did, I did a lot of work on the Vikings defense this year just based on a lot of the assignments I had for FRS during the season. And so I really grew very fond of Smith and just how, just how sharp of a processor he was and, and all the different ways that he can win at a high level. And so... 29 years old as well, and so I I, I don't mind that as much in a safety that you know that experience that uh, being seeing so many different things and being able to communicate, which is so important from the safety position and and for me, uh, like Earl Thomas, he's
3: a uh, he's a hell of a player, but I, I'm going to give Harris Smith a slight edge. Joe, last question before we wrap this thing up: If you had to pick a player from the last couple of draft classes at safety. Is there anybody that stands out to you that you think would have been the no-brainer pick?
4: Uh, Jamal Adams really, really stands out. Um, Minka, too, man. So I think it really comes down to Minka, Derwin, James, and Jamal Adams. And if you told me I had to pick one, oh, man, I really like Minka, Kyle. I think he's so versatile. I think he wins in so many different ways. I really love how he disguises coverage. He might be a more consistent tackler than Jamal Adams, but my goodness, those, those, those dudes are good. What about you?
3: Where do you stand on that? Uh, yeah, it's a tough one for me. So the way I had him ranked was uh, Jamal Adams was the highest-rated one. Um, then Minka. But Buda Baker would sneak in the back of my head here a little bit too. I know he played a lot more special teams for Arizona, but Arizona's never really been a team that implements rookie players with any amount of consistency, right? Uh, Buda Baker was extremely highly rated for me. I think he has some of that honey badger upside, and he's in a perfect landing spot in Arizona that has had personnel similar to that in the past. So Buda Baker, for me, would be kind of the sneaky one that would sneak up and give some strong consideration to, but I don't think I could end up pulling the trigger for him over top of either Jamal Adams or Minka Fitzpatrick, who I both had rated higher coming out of the draft.
4: Yeah, Baker became a starter. Uh, I did I did an article for FRS on my breakout candidates for the uh, NFC West. Obviously, my choice was Buda Baker. He started, like, the last seven games. Yeah, and he really was good. really yeah He was really really good for them, and so... Uh, I think he's got a lot of upside to be a big-time playmaker. He was a top-15 player for me last year, so I
3: I certainly love Buddha as well. Uh, A lot of good safeties coming into the league, and they need him. Yes, for sure. The Passing trends going that way. We hope we have a lot of really great listeners coming into the Draft Tudes podcast, because this has been a great couple of shows for us. We hope you guys have enjoyed. Uh, If you have any feedback as far as things you'd like to hear us speak about on the show, anything that's... Uh, you have a complaint of the day that you need to get off your chest, you can hit us up on social media. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I'm at NDT Scouting. We are more than happy to solicit your feedback, opinions, requests you name it, whatever it is. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, follow along with us as we carry you through the summer months. This dead period is uh, slowly crawling along, and uh, we are really pulling for PFF Mike to continue to provide the entertainment value of this Bachelorette thing so that we can kind of, I, I think we should have a Bachelorette segment as long as Mike is on the show, Joe. I <laughs> think that's something, that's a no-lose proposition for us. So make sure you hit subscribe. If not, for the Bachelorette segments while Mike is on the show, but for the good football takes to get you through these dead months, we promise we will carry you through one way or the other. The season's coming up. It'll be here before we know it. I'm Kyle Krabs, signing off with Joe Marino. Thank you for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. We hope you guys have a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you all soon.
1: Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today.
2: Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds if you cancel balances due. well-qualified customers. Full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply.
1: Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV.